fasten your seat belt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me, so you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. It is the 30-something movie podcast. It is John. It is Bo. Bo, how you doing? I'm well. Yourself? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I I foolishly thought we both had the day off work today, um, and yet you had to go to work, so I apologize for that. Meh. It is what it is. Is what it is. Um, tonight is what it is, and tonight is podcast night. So it is podcast night. We are always excited to get together and talk movies. Uh, we are down, and then there were two. Bo, it's just it's down to you and me. We got to hold the fort. So we have uh, Patrick. I think Patrick was not feeling well uh, this evening, so we hope he's feeling better. I know that uh, Jeff was get well, buddy. Back. Yeah, get well, get well, Pat. We're we're you know I know you're going to be listening to this later, so hopefully you're feeling better. Um, and uh, Dennis, I don't know, Dennis disappears off into the, you know, into the woods sometimes and goes running and we think he might come back. He might just end up living in a forest preserve somewhere. And uh, I think Jeff was coming back from a vacation, so he was uh, battling airport traffic and airline travel and all that stuff. So, so, so it's down to you and me. So hopefully the people like what they get with you and me. Yeah, because they're stuck with us. <laughs> I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. (laughs) No Uh, buffer. I feel like if I was still a classroom teacher, I'd use that line from Watchmen every now and then. I feel like you'd use a lot of lines from Watchmen if you were still a classroom teacher. I feel like I would. I feel like I would. Uh, Well, our movie tonight is not Watchmen. Uh, Our movie tonight uh, has a slightly higher calling. Um, Our movie that we're going to be talking about this time is Sister Act. And the, the Whoopi Goldberg sister act. And, uh, Bo, one thing I just want to mention real quick before we get on into talking about the movie is uh, we do spoil freely, so just be aware. Um, like month-old lettuce, we spoil freely. Nope. That's a new one. I like it. It is. I'm just I'm going to change it up each time. Um, and then you can visit our website where we do not feature any images of spoiled lettuce, but um, we could if that floats somebody's boat um visit our website 30podcast.com you can rate leave a voicemail become a co-executive producer via patreon um and all the other different ways that you can interact with our show find old uh, episodes and i almost said old issues like we're a magazine or something um we do have issues but if you want to listen to our episodes that's something totally different indeed (laughs) indeed um so the very, very quick thing I was also going to mention is, Bo, this is episode number 397. Whoa! We're almost there. We're almost there. I feel like it's, I feel like the, uh, 
The X-Wing pilot's almost there. Almost there. 400 is on the horizon. And here's what's really funny is I had completely forgotten that you were not with us for our very first episode. I was not. Yeah. I was not. I was shocked. I was like, okay, I'm, there's going to be, okay, that's the one where we recorded in the restaurant, and it was myself, it was Dennis, it was Pat, it was Jeff, it was Jason, uh, who used to be on the show with us kind of early on, and Bo. And I go back and I listen to it, I'm like, all right, well, there's Jeff, and there's Dennis, and there's Pat, and there's Jason, and there's John, and either Bo is busy eating or he's not talking at all. Well, <laughs> I mean, let's let's be fair. Both of those things could have happened. Could be. Bo could have spent you know three episodes with a burrito stuck in his mouth. So, but no, or just I had, waxing on and waxing off, or I that mean, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you are sometimes want to do. Exactly. Um, so that uh, yeah, that was kind of a surprise. I was like, yeah, I forgot. Bo, did you just was your first one with us the um, Breakfast Club one? I think so. Is that episode two, three? No, I don't even know. I think it was episode three because episode two I recorded in my car. Oh, well, no, it's not in your car. <laughs> That's unless you were sitting in my car with me. Um, Although I have to say the two of us doing an episode in the car would be somewhat apropos. Well, you know, big guys that, getting yeah. food riding in cars. <laughs> I was just thinking someone right, somewhere right along that uh, uh yeah. No, actually, because um, episode two was, I think, I want to say episode two was when Leonard Nimoy passed away. So I did a real quick. Oh, yes. I think I did a real quick search wow. for spot while I was sitting in my car waiting for something. Probably one of the kids to get done doing. Probably. Something. Probably. Knowing how wow. Yeah. So yeah. I believe my first episode was The Breakfast Club. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to. Trying to jump back into the uh, Cause way, breakfast way club and 16 candles. Were they the same episode or did we start splitting them at that point? They I were, I think no. Cause we would still uh, let's see. Yeah. Episode two was for titled... those of you who are new to the podcast. Yeah. We've been through a couple of different formats. We've, we've been going, we've been going for a little while now. Um, yeah. Episode two was of all the souls. That was the one kind of the Leonard mm. Nimoy Star Trek three uh, RSVP RSVP Leonard Nimoy. Um, and episode three is titled, Can I Borrow Your Underpants? So it looks like uh, episode three and four were where we split that up. Uh, episode four was When You Grow Up, Your Heart Dies. Ah. So that was 16 Candles and Breakfast Club. Nice. Yeah. So, yes, we did those together. So, yes, it would have been our second recording ever you were with us, but it would have been episodes three and four. So Fair. if anybody wants to go back, those were actually some really good episodes very early on in the show. Uh, we actually had breakfast in a school library. We, um, did. we did. We did. We went very meta yep. with that. And we had everybody, and your lovely wife was on as a guest star as well. She did. She yeah. loves those movies, so she was all about it. She uh, she brought some of the trivia, too, having been to one of the houses. and That's right. Yeah. So... So if anybody wants to go all the way back to those, um, if you are a Patreon co-executive producer, if you support us at any level on Patreon, I actually went back. I was able to find an old flash drive that had the audio from episode one on it from when we were recording it in the restaurant. I was, I, I know, I was able to clean it up a little bit better than I, when I last tried about five years ago. That's um, impressive. So I was able to get it kind of cleaned up. It's still not 
amazing quality. Um, but I'm going to release it for our Patreon subscribers over there. So if, if folks have uh, uh, supported us over there on Patreon, ahead of our 400th episode, you're going to get the um, slightly better cleaned up audio of our first episode, uh, or episodes 1A, 1B, and 1C, because we did um, uh, we did Ghostbusters, Gremlins, and Nightmare on Elm Street. So that was back when we were, uh, I think we were recording one a month, and uh, then we were going to release them as, like, episodes. No, episode one was going to be one particular month, and it was going to be episode 1A, 1B, 1C. And at that point, I was like, numbers. There's too many numbers here. <laughs> numbers. Mm -hmm. It was my understanding that there would, there would be no math. Be no math. Yeah. So uh, it started early on. Uh, yeah, so 400 is coming right around the corner, and we are redoing those first movies that we looked at. So we are redoing Ghostbusters, Gremlins, and Nightmare on Elm Street. And within the last couple of weeks, I have gone back and rewatched all three of those, and it was it was fun. I mean, those are fun movies anyway. But even going back and rewatching, like Nightmare on Elm Street is not one. Ghostbusters, I'll rewatch. You know, pretty. Regularly. Oh yeah, I mean, I've seen that. Yeah. Tons of times. Even Gremlins, you know, I'll rewatch Gremlins every once in a while. I mean, it's maybe like a once every, you know, once every couple years, once every three years, something like that. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, not always a, a regular rewatch for me, but it was fun to go back and, and rewatch that one, especially now, having watched more of the later ones than I had when we first started the podcast, what was that, seven years ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So having watched some of the later ones now and then going back and be like, oh, this is when they were good. No. All right. Uh, do we have anything else that uh, John Q. Public needs to know or Jane Q. Public needs to know before we uh, move on into Sister Act? What's the Q stand for? What's the do Q you know? I have no idea. I don't either. It's one of those things you've heard like for years and years and years, but I honestly don't know. Yeah. I. Uh, All right. Let me Google that. I, I was going to try to Google it real fast. I, I John really don't know. Q. Public. What's the deal with that? Bo's gonna Bo's gonna tell us what uh, John what the Q means from Q Public, John Q Public. The first uh, entomology. Bo is stepping up to the ball now. He's checking the uh, John Q Public is a generic name. Layout of the green. But why? It doesn't say why. <laughs> I can find plenty of things that say what it is, but we know these things. So, very, very easy win today. Breeze about uh, six miles an hour. I've, I've just on. figured us googling stuff is about as exciting as listening to golf. So I thought I'd provide the yeah, golf commentary. That's about right. Yeah, okay. this is the okay. The edit <laughs> option. Uh, maybe please. Not. Do you remember when we used to do that? When we used to yell at it, and then I wouldn't edit it. Yeah, anything. we would scream at it. We thought that would somehow help you. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's another thing that goes back to the early days, folks. Uh -huh. We used to, you, you know, pulling back the curtain, we used to scream edit so that John would, in theory, see the large edit waveform on the on the editing screen. And I don't know if that ever actually helped him. But uh, the, the joke on everyone else is absolutely it helped me. It helped me see where the funny parts were going to be that I weren't going to edit out. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, there's where I got them all to yell at it. <laughs> look at that. Dance, puppets. Dance. Dance, dance monkey dance. <laughs> so anyway. And it worked. I did. And so I'm did for having years. all these weird filter things happen to me right now. For several years. So, 
All right. John Q. Public. Okay. Okay. Common man in the United Kingdom. It's Joe Public. Oh, okay. Q. <laughs> Aha. Ah. Okay. You've had an apostrophe. Many new Americans of Lutheran German heritage also spoke Latin and used the term, oh, great. My Latin is just fantastic. Oh. Quisquam, with a gender neutral meaning of anyone. Okay. Where in English, John was the generic male term for a person, therefore John Q. Public. Gotcha. And it's spelled Q-U-I-S-Q-U-A-M. Mm-hmm. Again, my Latin is... Well, terrible. Mm-hmm. So there okay. you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. So it's John Quisquam Public. Yeah, John that's Public. a thing, apparently. All right. And remember, e pluribus unum, semper ubi sub ubi. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. All right. All the Latin scholars are screaming edit at their uh, phones right now. <laughs> that's right. No, that's not what that is. Not that's that not works. how that works. Not, that's not I do how not think you know how this works. <laughs> Everything you're doing is wrong. I just want you to know. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. Right. <laughs> oh, believe me. Believe me, we know. <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. We are not uh, operating under any delusions. <clears throat> no, it was, it was brought to our attention yesterday. We're quite aware. <laughs> All right. Well, our movie this time around is Sister Act. It came out on the 29th of May, 1992. It was rated PG with a runtime of one hour and 40 minutes. Directed by Emil Ardolino, who died in 1993. Also directed Dirty Dancing and Three Men and a Little Lady. Uh, producer was Terry Schwartz, who also did Beaches and Joe versus the Volcano. Writer for this one was Paul Rudnick, who did Adam's Family Values and the Stepford Wives. Uh, cinematography was Adam Greenberg, who did Terminator 1 and 2 and Ghost. Editor was Colleen Halsey and Richard Halsey. They did Rocky, Edward Scissorhands, and So I Married an Axe Murderer. Music was done by Mark Shaman, who did Misery and City Slickers. Budget was $31 million. Box office was $231.6 million. So it, it done made some money. It did just fine. They passed around the collection plate, and it did okay. So, <laughs> uh, Flick Metrics gives this one a 60%, and CinemaScore gave it an A. This really? one is 60%, huh? 60%, yeah. It's kind of lackluster, in my opinion. It's kind of, you know, Flick Metrics a lot of times has a little bit lower... I mean, it's pulling from Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Letterboxd, and I feel like, I mean, I'm on Letterboxd, so I don't want to call Letterboxd people snooty, but I kind of feel like, <laughs> I kind of feel like people like me. Um, <laughs> Too easy, man. You know, um, I feel like sometimes you're, you're going to pull a little bit lower. I mean, sometimes the Rotten Tomatoes is a little bit lower, too. Well, yeah. and I think we always have to remember it is... Um, how do I say this? It's such an aggregate of so many people. Yeah. You know, that I feel like sometimes those numbers just get pulled down because there's that many people. Right. Well, and you're you know? pulling from you're pulling from Rotten Tomatoes and most of the I feel like a lot of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes are the at least the uh, critic reviews are the actual historical reviews from 92. Like you will have okay. occasionally you'll have some critics that do it, you know, years later. Whereas IMDb and Letterboxd are all user scores, they're not really critic scores. So, mm. so I, maybe it's just kind of a weird combination of stuff. But I do feel like sometimes Flick Metrics is a little bit of a, maybe a little bit lower than kind of what we would expect for some of these movies. Sure. But, 
Uh, but cinema score is people being uh, surveyed when they leave the movie itself. So these are people that actually saw the movie and they're being surveyed as they walk out of the movie um, as to how they felt about it and give it a letter score. And so that's, you know, cinema score usually are a little bit higher. So that's why you get a lot of A and B scores with cinema score because you figure if you go to see the movie. Yeah, you've already paid to go. Like, what are the chances you're going to walk out going, Ew. Right, right. So. Uh, this movie was starring Whoopi Goldberg as Dolores. She was in Ghost and The Color Purple. Maggie Smith played Mother Superior. She was in the Harry Potter movies and A Room with a View. Kathy Jimmy played Mary Patrick, Sister Mary Patrick. She was in Hocus Pocus and King of the Hill. Wendy McKenna played Sister Mary Robert. She was in Air Bud and State of Play. Uh, Mary Wicks, who died in 1995, played Sister Mary Lazarus. She was in White Christmas and The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Harvey Keitel played Vince LaRocca. He was in Reservoir Dogs and The Piano. Bill Nunn, who died in 2016, played Eddie Souther. He was in Regarding Henry and Spider-Man. Robert Miranda played Joey. He was in Midnight Run and Eraser. And Richard Portnow played Willie. He was in The Sopranos and The Good Wife. And Max Grodenchik played Ernie. He was in Star Trek Deep Space Nine and The Rocketeer. The Rocka who? Uh, Don't when... you read the papers? I've been working. Uh, actually, I haven't. You've been working, so you're the one that should be. Uh, when lively lounge singer Dolores Van Cartier sees... Say that ten times fast. Uh-huh, that's right. Uh, sees her mobster beau, not you beau, but B-E-A-U, um, Vince LaRocca commit a murder. She is relocated for her protection. Set up in the guise of a nun in a California convent, Dolores proceeds to upend the quiet lives of the resident sisters. In an effort to keep her out of trouble, they assign Dolores to the convent's choir, uh, and they uh, an ensemble that as she soon turns into a vibrant and soulful act that gains widespread attention and even a potential visit from the Pope himself. Here is the trailer, and we're going to be back in just a second. <laughs> Lounge singer Dolores Van Cartier always wanted to be a star performer. Nothing you can say can tear me away from my God. But tonight, she's going to become a star witness. Hey, is there a problem? I've never seen anybody killed before. If you testify, I'm going to put you in the last place on earth that Vince would ever look for you. She's an ideal prospect for rehabilitation. Absolutely not. That is not a person you can hide. That is a conspicuous person designed to stick out. Look at me. I'm a penguin. I'd like to offer a great big hi there and hello to Sister Mary Clarence. This stuff is terrible. It tastes like... There are three vows every nun must accept. The vow of poverty, mm-hmm. the vow of obedience, mm-hmm. and the vow of chastity. I am out of here. Hey, sister, are you expecting any more of your friends? This turns into a nun's bar. I'm out of here. There's got to be something around here that I can do that's not going to chip my nails or annoy anybody. You will join the choir. The choir? We're terrible. This is going to be hell. Tell me about it. We can rock this place. I forget the words. You're going to go straight to hell. We could cut a demo. You're a pioneer. She ain't no nun. You have corrupted the entire choir. I was thinking more like Vegas. You know, get some butts in the seats. I'd rather sing than do anything. It's better than ice cream. It's better than springtime. It's better than sex. No, I, I've heard. 
sister act. We're always going to be together. That's what Diana Ross said. <laughs> Our typical first question for this one, um, short uh, word or phrase, how does this movie make you feel, and when was the first time you saw it? Oh, gosh, I probably saw it, probably not in the theater, but soon after, early rental um, blockbuster or something of that nature. Um, and how does it make me feel? I'll say uplifted. Mm-hmm. And you? Uh, so for me, how does the movie make me feel? It just—I I knew I was going to have—I knew I was going to have fun watching it. Um, knowing that it was PG, it was one that I had no reservations watching together with the whole family. Um, so we did. So we watched it with the with everybody. And um, how does this movie make me feel? Uh, yeah, it just—it was one that I knew. I knew immediately. I was like, okay, it's been a long time since I've seen this. So I'm—I just—I think I'm going to have a good time. Like I remember having a good time watching this. Um, I was looking forward to it. So, um, and then when was the first time I saw it? I, again, like you, I don't think we saw it in the theater. I don't remember seeing it in the theater, uh, but it would have been an early on rental at some point. You know, it would have been one of our like Friday night, grab a little Caesar's pizza and head over to the blockbuster and pick a couple of movies and a couple of video games. It probably would have been one of those, um, from, from early on. So, uh, yeah, so this one, it has been, I'm trying to think how many years it had been since I actually saw it. I don't think I've seen this one in the last, okay, this is going to make me feel a little old. I don't think I've seen this one in the last quarter century. I think, ah. I think it's easily been more than 25 years. Is Oh, wow. Yeah. I may not have seen the whole movie in that mm. amount of time, but I've definitely seen it, a good chunk of it recently. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is one I know. I know we saw this one, and I know when the sequel came out, I know we watched the sequel too. And that's another one I don't recall if we would have seen it in the theater. You know, if we liked the original, and then and then if my parents knew that a sequel was coming out, we might have gone to see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't remember. I don't, and I don't remember as much about the second one. I know the premise is pretty much the same. Uh, it seems right. like, but yeah, I just don't. I don't remember quite as much about that one. So a couple of things that I read about this one were that originally, I think, was it Bette Midler was originally supposed to be the star yes. of this one? She was one of the early looks for this. Yeah. And still funny, different movie. Yeah. And we often comment how that would just, how the, the star would change the movie. This is definitely one where they would have to. I mean, there's just so much of the personality that comes through in this and I just, yeah, that Midler would have been funny. Just different oh, yeah. movie. Yeah. I, Whoopi's got a little bit more of a, of an attitude and kind of a sassiness to her. That, I was just going to say yeah, a little more sass, a little more sass that Bette Midler just wouldn't have had. Not that Bette Midler couldn't bring some of that, but yeah, I think just a very different, yeah, very, very different, um, very different outlook from that movie. Um, this was another one. You know, we just did our episode of uh, of uh, females in film, and this was another one that Carrie Fisher did some writing for. Uh, yeah, it sounds like Whoopi brought her in to punch up the dialogue a little bit. Yeah. Every time I hear that, I always enjoy hearing that because you don't – like there's so many times – I think there are so many movies that probably got 
touched and touched up in some way by Carrie Fisher as a writer. And that's I love hearing those stories because I think sometimes when you think of Carrie Fisher, I mean, you think of like some of her earlier movies, like you think of Star Wars, you think of, um, you know, um, what was it, Hannah and Her Sisters, and there were some mm-hmm. of her other earlier movies like that. She has. I the, will never be able to forget her in the Blues Brothers, though. Oh, I know. That's still my favorite. It's just so awesome. Yeah, that's my favorite role of hers that's not Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so anytime I hear about her writing career and that part of it, because I know kind of in the later part of her life, you start to hear stories of, all right, well, you know, she got into the drugs, got into some alcohol, got into, you know, it was a little bit rough in some of those later years. But that's why I like hearing these stories about, oh, hey, yeah, she secretly kind of punched up some of the dialogue in this movie. And, you know, she got called in to just kind of do some of that under the radar. That And she probably that expected would, nobody would ever hear about that. Now, there's a documentary that should be made, like mm-hmm. the Carrie Fisher story, yeah. you know? Yeah. That so. would be cool. If anybody wants to pay us, we we will happily create the uh, create and film and edit the Carrie Fisher Dennis uh, writing story. Dennis, Dennis is on it. Dennis, let's do it. Um. So yeah, so that was kind of exciting to to find out about that. Um. And apparently, this movie got turned into. I was reading on the IMDb part. Got turned into a stage musical, and Whoopi Goldberg actually appeared in the London performance. Uh, and played one of the parts in the London performance. Oh, nice. She's... I have actually seen the musical locally. Oh, you have? Where did um, they, they do it? At the Marriott up the street here. Oh, okay. Okay. It was good. We went yeah. and saw it with some friends. Ooh. Well, it was in the before times. Okay. So, but not long. So within the last five years, I saw it. Okay. All right. Let's see if I can find out what year they did it. Yeah. Uh, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Um, Obviously, it's... <laughs> Like a lot of the stage musicals that are made off of a movie, they don't um, they don't always have the rights to all the songs sure. that they did for the movie. So, you know, it's different. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, no, that makes me feel better. Oh. First Google search came out 2005. I'm like, oh, no, it was oh. not. No, no, 2016. Yeah. Oh, okay. Much better. Right, <laughs> I mean, frankly, the last five or six years have felt more like two decades, but. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. if my memory's getting that bad, I got problems. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not to say that I don't have problems, but right. you know what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> um, it was very good. But again, you know, I want to say they had a couple of the songs that might be older and might be. Yeah a little easier to get the rights to, but it wasn't the same. And so much of this experience for me is about the music. Oh yeah. That it was, it was a great show. Just wasn't the same, you know? Yeah. You go in with an expectation and you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my lovely wife was actually in a gospel choir in college, and I I meant no to, I meant to ask her if she can overhear me now. Maybe she'll probably text me, but um, I should have asked her. Was this the movie? Was this movie one of the reasons why, when you got to college and there was a gospel choir, you were like, "I'm going to do that. I'm going to be I'm going to be Whoopi Goldberg." Uh, she wasn't in charge of the gospel choir. She was in the gospel choir, but not in charge of it. So, um, but I know she used to watch this movie with her family, um, and and enjoyed it. So I don't know if that was, I don't know if that 
for her was the same way as like um, uh, Dead Poets Society got me into teaching and mm. probably not. But if, if she's if she's overhearing me now, she can text me. Let me know. Um, so the basic premise of this movie is that she witnesses her uh, mobster boyfriend uh, committing a murder. And when that happens, I mean, kills poor, uh, was it Rom? Is that the actor who plays Rom? On Deep Space um, Nine? Uh, ye- oh, excuse me, yes. Okay, okay. So, yes. So Rom Sorry. gets, Rom gets a bullet in the head. Tonight. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> uh, Rom gets a bullet in the head and uh, does, uh, does, does not fare so well there. He, he's dead, Mr. Coach Klein. Um, and... <laughs> And uh, wow, yeah, and so she witnesses that, and she's going to get put in witness protection. And they decide to put her in the last place they think anybody would ever look for her, and that is in a convent. Now, I was curious about this, so I did look it up. Uh, much like when we did, um, when we did the movie Passenger Fifty Seven, I'm like, do they would they really put hardened criminals on a commercial airliner like that. So I was like, would they really put somebody in a church or a convent as part of witness protection? And the answer, good uh, John or Jane Q citizens, is no, they would not. That they would not compromise the uh, the convent or, or any other kind of an organization or a church or a school or anything like that by putting someone who's in witness protection into that kind of situation. So the plausibility of this movie actually being based on anything true, throw it right out the stained glass window because they would not have done something like that from what I could tell. Might be some rogue cop somewhere who decided to do something like that because he thought it might be funny. And let's be honest, they shouldn't. They shouldn't, right, right. Um, For everyone's safety and sanity, apparently. Right. So it immediately, I mean, immediately she's she's having all kinds of trouble uh, being dumped into, well, being a, you know, Reno showgirl. Uh, and, and musical act being dumped into a convent where she's now expected to live and behave like a nun. Um, I love the vow of poverty, obedience and chastity Mm -hmm. was seemed to be a problem for her. Yes. And, uh, pretty much all of them. And Mm. one of my favorite, the, one of the first scenes where they sit down to the meal together and they ask her to pray. And she, I, I, I pulled it up from the, the quotes page on here. Bless us, O Lord, for these thy gifts, which we are about to receive. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of no food, I will fear no hunger. We want you to give us this day our daily bread and to the republic for which it stands. And by the power invested in me, I pronounce us ready to eat. Amen. Amen. I feel like I want to use that during Thanksgiving sometime. Yeah, you got to be careful, yeah. though. With who you use that around, I'm thinking. Well, maybe. I Anybody who's going to come over to my house for Thanksgiving is probably going to expect that. That's true. Yeah. You'll probably get away with it. I'm just picturing my grandmother. and. You oh, know. yeah, yeah. I don't think that would have gone well. Well, I, I feel like one Thanksgiving or Christmas, one of the kids, uh, at, we had just watched Christmas Vacation, and one of the kids, you know, just decided to whip out the Pledge of Allegiance as part of the prayer just to be funny, so. Well, that's that's a choice, and well done, you know. We've we've already kind of done it. We've set a precedent, so <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Um, so we very quickly get several scenes just showing how much she does not fit in. 
uh, and does not belong amongst the rest of the sisters there. We very quickly also learn that while they have this choir, they do not sound good. Um, Though one of the first times she hears them sing, it is, uh, it's not pretty. And so uh, she... She kind of is is cringing a little bit at that. And so later on, when they give her the opportunity to take over the choir, I mean, she immediately, and I love that one scene because then that's when her confidence starts to shine through, is she immediately is like, okay, now you all, you're going to do this over here, and you all are going to do this over here. And I'm sitting there going, man, she should have been like a music teacher her entire life up to this point because she's really good at this. She herds cats well. Right, right. One of my other favorite scenes is when they get out of the convent and they end up at that bar. And I love that one comment the guy makes, if this is going to become a nun's bar. <laughs> nun's I'm bar, I'm out. I mean, okay. <laughs> Are there other nun's bars? I mean, that, that was going to be my well, first question. Well, I mean, hey, nun's got a drink too, I, mean, I figure. I, when, when the, I've known plenty of priests in my day who knew how to throw one back. I, so. I guess when the communion wine runs out, you got to go find something else. <laughs> got to go somewhere. No, no. <laughs> Um, and we know that she already has a, I wouldn't want to say love, hate. She maybe has like a hate, hate relationship with nuns to begin with because of that opening scene, uh, where she's a little girl and she's at school. Yep. Yeah. So they set that up. Well, that's speaking of scenes that I think I said earlier, I haven't seen the movie all the way through classic example of hadn't seen that portion of the movie in quite a while yeah now did you i so i have very little actual personal experience with nuns um did you ever growing up did you ever go to i know there's a lot of parochial schools you know here in around chicago in the area did you ever go to any parochial schools before public school or no okay no and i've got several friends who have but okay yeah my first experience with nuns was watching the blues brothers (laughs) <laughs> well, that's an interesting way to be introduced so, to the habit. Yeah. You're dirty, filthy money. <laughs> I guess you're really up creek, aren't you? <laughs> Don't worry, this will come back. I will I will actually play the clip later because this is this is a response to one of our three questions. So I will... and mine is and my answer as well. <laughs> okay. We'll we'll circle back to that one then. Yeah. It's, the daily double. It's all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> um so, yeah, and actually the, the kid who played young Dolores in that scene, my understanding is is that, that that actress also played a young Guinan on Star Trek. Yes, in the episode where they were turned into children by the transporter, if yes. I remember correctly. Yep. A classic, classic episode. Yep. Much fun was had by all. So a lot of, uh, a lot of Star Trek connections in this one. We got Rom and we got young Guinan. And Guinan herself. And Guinan herself. Who, to date the episode recording a little, is about to return and oh, reprise her role as Guinan. That's true. That's true. I forgot that's coming out pretty soon. It's the, yeah. what is it? Is it early March? Like first week of March? Yeah, like two weeks or something. Okay. All right. Coming out soon. So apparently there's an overlap week with Discovery, which is weird, but whatever. Okay. So, yeah, so she takes over the choir and immediately, but the one thing I really like about when she takes over the choir is the, was it uh, Sister Mary Lazarus, who was the original choir director? She doesn't, like, she doesn't just discard her completely. Like, she includes her as part of, she's like, no, 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 I need you to, you know, 
you're kind of the taskmaster here. I need you to whip these people into shape, and I need to make sure that you are making sure that they practice and that they do all these things they're supposed to do. And and so I really liked that part. Like when she really started getting everything going with the choir, she didn't just be like, okay, this old lady who doesn't know what she's doing, I just we're tossing her aside because she's no good. Nope, she had a job for her too. She's like, all right, we're including everybody in this. Let's go. So as an inspirational movie, I felt like there were a lot of good instances of, you know, she is the fish out of water. She doesn't quite belong here, but she's kind of bringing something to them, um, you know, and that she didn't bring, maybe she's learning from her past experience, her, you know, her other, you know, backup singers in the, uh, in the Reno act were not very happy with her because they kind of felt like she was hogging the, uh, hogging the spotlight and everything else. So it kind of very quickly turned when she was taking over the, the church choir. Yeah, she, yeah, sorry. I don't really have much to add to that. <laughs> I thought I did for a second, but That's I don't. Right. Um, and I like the, I like the mashups of the songs where like she would bring together the, you know, she's bringing together the, it was what were some of them? It was like um, I want to say, "Ain't no mountain high enough." That one was in there, wasn't it? I that guess- was in there. And then when it's, you know, uh, nothing you can do can tear me away from my guy. It becomes yes. my god. You yeah. know, the just the the play on words that she uses and the, you know, yeah, to get the to get the crowd to come in from the streets and a little bit of yeah, hip music, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as I make myself sound as uncool as humanly possible. That's all right. Okay. I always love a good mashup. So anytime you're going to like throw two things together that don't normally go together, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I'm on board. Sign me up. Um, what I do, what I do love is how the two guys that are coming after, as we get closer to the end of the movie, the two guys coming after are like, boss, we can't do that. She's a nun. She's a nun. She's like, she's not a she's nun. She's not a nun. <laughs> and then they get to the last part and they're just, they've just about got her. And all of a sudden, like, what is she doing? Oh, my God, she's praying. She's praying. Lord, I want you to forgive Willie and Joey because they know not what they do. They're only doing what Vince told them to do because Vince is too chicken to do it himself. So he's called upon these two men to take care of his business. So I want you to forgive them, Lord. Espectum, espertum, cacum, tutu, epluribium. Amen. Amen. It's funny because I remember growing up Catholic thinking a lot of what she was saying made a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I took Latin in school, but it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Well, there you go. <laughs> I did not take Latin in school, no. as, as evidenced by my Latin pronunciation earlier. Oh, that's all right. John Q. He just say that. Thank Q. you. You don't need to. I'm going to keep it that way, too. Now that that we know what it is, you can just say John Q, and we all know. And And, and I know, and you know, and if you know, you know, so it's okay. Right. Everyone here has been enlightened, so you can just say Q from now on, and we all know what you're talking about. Um, Is there anything, do you have a favorite scene from this movie? Is there anything that jumps out at you when you think of Sister Act? It's like that scene. There's so much funny, but there's a... It's that first scene when she takes over the choir and they're going through the whole, um, and she's getting them set up and then they go to, they go to start the next thing and she's looking for a tone from the piano and the, the nun at the piano is looking off into space and she just taps on the floor. Alma, check your battery. 
like they don't you know it's such a throwaway scene but it's so funny so yeah i think that's my that's my little alma check your battery yeah um i think that i think one of my favorite scenes is i mean a lot of them are going to be the um you know they're going to be the singing scenes, kind of like what you said. When you when you think of this movie, it's the music that really mm-hmm. kind of you know it's it's Whoopi Goldberg and her performance, but it's also the music of this. And you know I I like the I think that comes towards the end of the movie when they're doing um, the I will follow him. Yeah, that's that good. But I think one of my that's favorite, for the Pope, right? He's there at that point. That's yeah, that's for that one. That's yeah. for that kind of final performance. Um, and I think that I think this is the one that you were talking about the very beginning. Uh, one of the first songs that they do as the newly reformed uh, choir is the, um, is it the Hail Holy Queen yep. Maria? Yeah. Yeah. And just because I think that's the first time you see them really kind of break out into this new like energy that they've got because of her as their choir director. And it's just kind of a surprise. And you get Maggie Smith, you know, sitting there in the pew, just kind of like, oh, dear Lord, what is this going to be? And of course, she comes around to be their biggest fans. Right, right. And well, she's Maggie Smith, so well, that's awesome. Yes, <laughs> yes. So yeah, I think I think I'm with you. I'm thinking any any time that there is one of the musical scenes, I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, I do like some of the other ones too. They <laughs> they like you know when when she's trying to um, when they're trying to convince the uh, mother superior to take her in uh, at the first time. And he, he says, so there's the Monsignor says, but you took a vow of hospitality for everyone. Well, I lied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's right there. That Dame Maggie Smith uh-huh. uh, dry <laughs> delivery. I lied. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love that when they, go, when they do go to the casino and, and her later too, like some of her parts are some of my favorites. Funny it's parts. that dry wit that she just delivers it with. It's just so great. It is, because you know Whoopi Goldberg is going to bring the comedy, but when mm-hmm. Maggie Smith brings the comedy, it is. It's that dry wit. It's The, the other one is <laughs> when they run into the casino and they're looking for her, and they're all you know in their habits. And she, <laughs> Brace yourself, sisters. <laughs> spread out and look for Mary Clarence and try to blend in. <laughs> try to blend in. Because isn't that a callback to an earlier line? Isn't she be. told to blend in by the by the cop early on? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And brace yourself, sisters. <laughs> and try to blend. Try in. to blend in. God. <sighs> <sighs> and then you know you you start to think for a minute. God, if I was in a casino and I saw a bunch of nuns running around, mm-hmm. I might think it was the end of days. Uh huh. I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah. Like I'd look around and be like, something is not right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, I, don't so, know if the, I don't know if a non-Catholic would have that same response, but I tell you right now, uh-huh. if I see that, something ain't right. Well, as a non-Catholic, I probably would just look up and go, huh, I don't see that every day. <laughs> Which would be correct. Which would be correct, yeah. Um, so a couple of things that I found from the, the trivia page on IMDb was uh, Kathy Najimi and Wendy McKenna, who played two of the sisters. They played some pranks on the room service folks at their hotel. 
Oh, this is good. I read this. Did too. you read this one? Yeah, that they yeah. would they would dress in their uh, habits from the movie, and then they would order uh, what was it? They ordered wine and French fries to yep. get sent up to their hotel room, and they, <laughs> and they would one of them would sit uh, either on a chair or on the bed watching the TV, and they would turn up the volume, and it was. Uh, let's say it was a movie that might have needed to have been paid for uh, per the amount of times you would watch it, and uh, one that is not for uh, consumption of children. Consumption by children. I think consumption of children is a different movie. Well, if you're eating babies, you know, that's that's also bad. That's a terrible, terrible prank that no one should ever try to Yes. So don't consume the babies. This turned um, into a Hansel and Gretel story it real did, fast. Kind of, wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> Got stabbed with a trident. <laughs> You're going to want to lay low for a while. Um, yes. So in my roundabout way, uh, what I was trying to say was uh, they done put on some adult films in the hotel room. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and they, uh, I was trying to be extra family friendly about it, but I ended up being, you know, Family dining instead of family friendly. <laughs> oh, dear. Best of intentions. Best of intentions. Um, but, yeah, so that was their prank, was they would order, like, wine and French fries. They would put on an adult movie and crank up the volume. And then when the when the poor room service people would show up, they would see a hotel room with a couple of nuns in it and all of this other stuff is going on. And they're like, huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And so, okay, having not done any film work, but I've done some theater work, is it often that the actors would have their costumes with them, or did they just have nuns' habits lying around? I'm very curious about this part of the story. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they like, stole them and went yeah. back to their hotel room. and Very interesting. Yeah. I would tend to think you'd, you would, like, the, the prop and costume people would take those from uh, you before yeah, you left the I'll set. I'll have those or... back. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> But you do, you hear all sorts of funny stories over the years about actors walking around in their costumes. There's yeah. a great one about, we'll bring up Deep Space Nine again. Mm-hmm. There's a great one about Armin Shimmerman who played Quark, and during an earthquake, they obviously shut down production and everybody went home while he ran spinning out of there so fast that he left, was driving home in his Ferengi outfit. Oh, they still have his makeup on, too? <laughs> oh, yeah, the whole deal. So it does happen. Yeah. It's just very interesting when it does. Yeah. You, know, you know the stories about uh, Leonard Nimoy going out in his Spock ears? There's a few of those around. Yeah. And so it happens. It was just interesting that it sounds like... And the way the the way the way entry on the IMDb trivia page reads, this, they did not do this once. Oh, no, it sounds like they did it several times. <laughs> Yes. It sounds like they had a lot of fun with the poor room service yes. people. Yes. It makes you wonder if they did it more than once at the same hotel. Well, because yeah. you would think at some point, like, someone's going to be like, dude, you don't want to go up there. Somebody to catch on? Yeah. Yeah, like, this is not something you want to do. Yeah. Trust me. This is the, what is it, when Ace Ventura leaves the bathroom? Do not do go in there. go in there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I have a story that I'm going to tell that is, uh, none adjacent and Hmm. it, you know, as you do. And I know that my mom has told this story many times before. So I know that, you know, she would, she would be fine with me telling it because she thought it was hilarious. Um, when, let's see, I was born in December of 1980. 
And so my mom thought that it would be hilarious to go with my dad to a work, I believe it was a work Halloween party, dressed as a nun. And so they were taking one of the, uh, one of the public transportation buses in uh, Dallas to get to this work uh, Halloween party. And I don't remember what, what my dad, what his costume was, but my mom was dressed as a nun. And it would have been the end of October. And I was born in the beginning of December. So there is a woman that is eight months pregnant at that point wearing a nun costume. And they get on the bus. And when they get on the bus, there's already two actual nuns on the bus. And oh, my, dear Lord. <laughs> that's, that's probably what the nun said. Um, my mom steps on the bus, and she said the nuns just looked at her and just shook their heads. <laughs> Didn't say that's anything. Outstanding. Didn't say anything. Just shook their heads. That is everything that's right with the world. So, folks, anybody who knows me is getting a much clearer picture as to why my sense of humor is where it is. <laughs> New respect for your mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I didn't have it already. Just right. saying. Right. That's outstanding. But, you know, pull back the curtain even further. All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to say about Sister Act? It is it is a fun, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward movie. It's a fun movie. It's it's rated PG, so, you know, for the most part, if you've got, you know, a little bit older kids, close to close to teenage kids, this movie's going to be totally fine for them. You know, I watched it with my kids. You know, my, my daughter is 11 and, um, you know, son is 14, so. What did they think of it? They liked it. Oh, they thought it was a lot of fun. Good. Yeah, no, they have a lot. I often wonder about movies like this that we look back on and go, oh, we loved it as kids. Yeah. Of course they're going to love it. Well, eh, it doesn't always play out that way. <laughs> well, I mentioned to it, they were like, what movie are we going to watch? I said, I said, well, it's got nuns. And the first thing my son goes is like, is it The Conjuring? I was like, no, it's not The Conjuring. I would kind I of watch obsessed the... with that little movie, isn't he? Yeah. I'm like, would I watch The Conjuring with your mom and your sister here as well? I don't know. They might like it. No. Yeah, he doesn't get it yet. He's still young. He's like, okay, well, I don't know if I want to watch this then. I said, well, let's put it this way. It's nuns with guns. And he's like, oh. True that. True that. Okay. And then we got, we got halfway through the movie. He's like, the nuns haven't used any guns yet. I'm like, I didn't say the nuns would use the guns. Nope. I just said but that there was there a movie were nuns, that would be nuns with And there guns. were guns. Right. So. You did not lie. It, is, it was from a certain point of view. Correct. <laughs> it was true. Correct. Now, I... <laughs> I had to be very careful because there is another movie out there that is a movie called, well, not the full title, Nuns with Big Guns. Right. Yes. That is a very much completely different movie. It is indeed. Potentially that could have been the movie they were watching in the hotel room. Oh, now see that so, would have been funny. It's not. If it was a, a nun-themed prank oh, on that top be, of wearing the habit, that no, is that would just, be, that would be interesting. I mean, respect. <laughs> I, I I do like the subtitle or like the uh, little catchphrase that's I I pulled up the movie poster for this other one and uh, it's it's got a nun on the front of the cover of the movie and uh, in this one poster she's holding two pistols pointed straight forward in another one I think she's got a machine gun that she's holding uh, but the the tagline to it is this sister is one bad mother <laughs> I love it I'm like. I'm excited to be a part of this. <laughs> I like this plan. I like this plan. <laughs> That's good. I like it. No. All right. You got to have fun with it. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right. If we have nothing else, I think it's time for three questions. 
Sounds like it to me. All right. The trinity of three questions. Here we go. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, question number one. Favorite movie scene featuring a nun? I think we've already both hinted that we agree. Did, did we already decide that that's going to be the same thing? Yeah. Okay. So I think since there's a daily double, do you have a clip for us, John? Uh, I do have a clip. I have. Uh, do I have the daily double sound effect? There we go. Daily double. Sweet. All right. So our daily double, and I think I also have that uh, particular... I might have that particular sound queued up as well. Um, it's got to be the uh, it's got to be the nun from Blues Brothers. Indeed, like, it, I I watched it again before we started recording. Mm-hmm. It, I was so amused thinking of it. Just that little clip, I was like, I have to. Hello, boys. Hello, boy. Nice to see you. Please have a seat. No, no, boys. Come over here in front of me. I want to see your faces. The county took a tax assessment of this property last month. They want $5,000. Doesn't the church have to pay that? They would if they were interested in keeping the place. But they aren't. The Archbishop wants to sell this building outright to the Board of Education. What's going to happen to you? I'll be sent to the missions. Africa. Latin America. Korea. Forget it. Five grand, no problem. We'll have it for you in the morning. Let's go, Elwood. No, no! I will not take your filthy stolen money. Well, then. I guess you're really up creek. I beg your pardon, what did you say? I offered to help you. Mm -hmm. You refused to take our money. Mm -hmm. Then I said, I guess you're really up creek. Christ, Jake, take it easy, man. Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, you fuck, penguin! You're such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. It saddens and hurts me that the two young men whom I raised to believe in the Ten Commandments have returned to me as two thieves with filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Get out and don't come back until you've reached. 
redeemed yourselves. Ah. <laughs> uh. And that is why that was both of our choices. Yes, because it is fantastic and excellent. Yes. Uh, and as I said earlier, um, having not grown up Catholic, that was my first exposure to nuns. So that's all. Well, I knew. that's just terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I knew for a long stretch of time. Well, like, wow, they hit people. That's not very nice. Well, that was true. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> from what I hear. That was true. All right, question number two. What is a habit you find annoying? Uh, you see what I did there? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Kind of figured. Yeah, what's a habit you find annoying? So <laughs> you're, you're working on a project with somebody, and there's a moment or two of silence, and they just they start randomly singing and or whistling or something. Like... I don't know, just random silence filling for no reason. Silence is fine. Mm -hmm. And I think the habit to fill silence bugs the crap out of me. Oh, see, you and I would not work well together then. <laughs> oh? <laughs> I, I can be a bit of a singer. Like sometimes when I'm oh. – I, I think this harkens back to both of my grandfathers being whistlers. Ah, that'll do it. And so there are times where if I'm working on something, I will not even be paying attention. And I and I do the grandpa whistle. I whistle through my teeth. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I there will be times I'm working on something, all of a sudden I realize, oh, I've been whistling for like the last 20 minutes. I hope I didn't make anybody mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's one of those things. Like, I am very guilty of the talking to myself mm -hmm. while I'm trying to figure something out oh, because yeah. I, I am a, an audible – I'm a, a – audible processor yeah so i talk to myself a lot but at the same time like random singing or whistling that doesn't have to do with the project i'm working on yeah. can really like i think it's because i'm an audible processor mm -hmm. it distracts me too much mm -hmm. like i'm listening to the singing or the whistling and trying to figure out what the whistle is mm -hmm. instead of what i was working on so i think that's why it just it spins my brain out of control that makes sense that makes sense but yeah, it's it's kind of funny because I've I have felt myself like <laughs> I have felt myself get, get distracted, mm -hmm. felt the anger boil mm -hmm. up, and I'm like, no, no, flames, no flames <laughs> on the side of my face. Yeah, like, I have to like, no, that is fine. Mm -hmm. You're just a little sensitive right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because it never fails, and you know you're in a stressful moment. You're trying to figure something out, and it's just—I don't know—it just gets me. Yeah. It tasks me. <laughs> it tasks me. <laughs> Asks me. Um. So for me, a habit that I find annoying—I—I I was trying to think about this because I know I probably have many, many annoying habits. So I—I I try not to find other people's too annoying. Um. But the ones that I will just—I will—I will get a little frustrated with are and, uh, and and my children do this on occasion as well. So if they're listening, they already know this because I've brought it to their attention several times, but yeah, well, um, and at this point they might do it just because you brought it to they, their they, attention. They, they so let's, will. you know, <laughs> dad doesn't like this. Let's do it more. Right. Um, oh, we're pushing his buttons. Is Keep when, going. Yeah. Is when, is when somebody will be like, Oh, so there was this thing. No, never mind. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That sounds about right. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. No. 
Not having it. Or it'll be like every once in a while somebody will, and, and people at work will do this sometimes too. They'll be like, well, so there was this thing and I was going to, but then the one, and if we did the thing with the, with the what? No, never thinking? mind. It's okay. No, no, no. You, you got to tell me. Please. <laughs> finish, finish your sentence, please. No, it's yeah. okay. No, no, no. no you don't I, understand I really, what you're I, doing to me. I need you to finish your sentence at this point. It's a little bit like, do you remember in the episode of South Park, pretty early on, um, that Cartman needs them to finish singing Come Sail Away? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and to this day, I torture my wife mm-hmm. singing Come Sail Away and Oh Holy Night as Eric Cartman because yeah. I, I, I think it's funny. Oh, I she have doesn't. It, I, have it right, I have it right here. Oh, excellent. I got a dog. Did I tell you I got a dog? That's an advertisement. Again with all these ads. Come yeah, on. and they're getting worse, man, because now you can't skip them after three seconds. I know. Video will play after ad concludes. Mm-hmm. Well, I will no longer use your – I'm not going to stop using your website, but – Well, I know, and that's the thing. They know that gotcha. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, what else are you going to do? He's bleeding pretty bad back here. Don't let him bleed on my Meredith Baxter Bernie Memorial towel. Nice What's a Meredith Baxter them. Bernie Memorial towel? I actually was with Meredith back to burn in this very car. And afterwards, we used that towel to... Wait a minute. Why am I telling you this? Could you pull over so I can get out? What? We have to get to the hospital. I have to get out first. I'm not going to make it. I can't stand hospitals. Sorry, Stan. We just got to drop Mephesto off and then we can get out of there, all right? Man, it's really starting to snow. I hope they don't close the roads. They can't. Mephesto can't die. Maybe it's better you don't know who your father is, Cartman. No way, dude. I can't stand to leave things unfinished. It's like when you hear the first part of that song, Come Sail Away by Sticks. If I hear the first part of that song, I have to finish it. Really? Yeah, I, just, I can't do anything till it's done. I'm sailing away. No, no. Set an open course for the virgin sea. Anyway, yes. <laughs> yes, that's the habit that drives me nuts. Is when somebody yeah. starts a thought and then will not finish it, and just won't finish it, yeah. or when they, or when they like, ah, never. You don't need to know. I don't want to tell you or something. I can't even remember what. Well, I'm, now I do. Yeah, now I have to know. Yeah, now like, I do. You now won't you care. Do. Oh, but see now. But I've started to. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Time. I was, mean, a bad one, but time, you know what I mean. Time was spent sharing it with me initially, so let's not have wasted right. that time. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> let's make that time count for something. Let's just let's uh, put that towards what the rest of you're going to say is going to be. Uh, number three, if you were granted an amazing singing voice and a full choir for one song, what song would you sing? This was tough, man. But I think the choir sort of brings it home for me. Mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. If it wasn't the choir, like I, I probably would have gone a different, a different route. But because of the choir, it's got to be Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. How about yeah, yourself? That's a good one. Um, see, I, I went the route of, like the the songs I was thinking of were not even necessarily like choir songs, mm. but it could be fun to have a choir like in the background of it. Sure. Um, sure. 
See, I was going more of like musicals and like the big like oh, right. showstopper, yeah. and and I've always been a huge fan of Les Mis and ah, the yes. character of Javert in particular. Sure. So I would probably pick the song "Stars" from Les Mis. Mm. Um, if it wasn't going to be that, "Wild Thing" by Tone Loke. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Although now, now that I've said that, speaking of finishing a thought, now that I've said that, I kind of want to hear what a choir version of Wild Thing would sound like. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's that magic uh, mm-hmm. place you've been searching for these other clips. I got a hunch. There, there might be one. Someone's uh, doing it. I'll have to look at some boy at some point. I, I find I just, it hard to believe someone hasn't tried that. I well, got to be honest. That's true. That's true. I had the, an amazing singing voice in a choir. Yeah. Because yeah, it was my first first thought is like, all right, something from Les Mis, like something where you get to really like belt out, sure, something, you know. Finally, get the chance to have a nice singing voice. Some of which were true under that fiend, Boss Grissom. He was a thief and a terrorist. On the other hand, he had a tremendous singing voice. He's dead now. <laughs> That one, I, I think I got to keep thinking about that one. I'm, I'm my default answer. I'm going to go with the Lady Miz song, but there you go. That's one that nothing, I, I'm, I'm going to be thinking about. Ain't that one nothing for a while. wrong with it. Yeah, I'm going I'm to be thinking about that one for a little while. ZZ Top, do a ZZ Top song of the choir. Hmm. Legs. Sure, you could pull that off. Yeah. All right, now I'm going to fall down the rabbit hole of like searching YouTube for. You know, popular, ZZ Top popular with choir. Songs, popular songs with choirs in the background. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be like the Metallica S&M album, but without the, the choir instead of the symphony. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to fall down that uh, rabbit hole here later tonight. <laughs> we know why John's going to show up at work not having slept in the morning. That's all right. It'll be worth this it. time. This time, I, there's plenty of other reasons other times, but this time, yes. All right. Bo, I think that's going to do it. I think we've sung our final note here. We're going to we're gonna ditch the habit. Mm-hmm. Gonna ditch the habit. Head on out here. Um, 30podcast.com is where you can find our website, and that's got all of our past episodes up to this point. Um, all of them. All of them. Every single wipe them out. All of them. Um, every single one of them. And we are barreling on ahead. We are, after this one, we're two episodes away from 400. So very, very Counting excited. folks, two. 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 That's the kind of math I can do. I can get behind that kind of math. Hey, Utah. Give me two. Give me two. So. Um, so that was for you, Pat. It, that was for Pat. Feel better, buddy. Um, so the rest of this month, we've got Jennifer 8, which is one of our recommended movies from Jason Colvin. Uh, he is a co-executive producer over there on Patreon with us. If you want to become a co-executive producer and tell us what to do, uh, you can absolutely do that. Uh, or you can join us on the show for an episode. Uh, or there's all kinds of other perks and there's bonus episodes over there. So head on over to 30podcast.com slash donate. Um, and that link will take you to our Patreon page. 
and then you can check that out. As I said, kind of at the top of the show, we are putting out the audio for our first three ever episodes. Uh, it was a it was episode number one recording that got broke up into thirds, and uh, that audio has been kind of lost. I mean, you can't find that if you go to our website. You're not going to find it. Uh, our show kind of starts with episode two. Uh, we pulled a George Lucas and felt like we could start with episode two and maybe go back later when the uh, when the technology was right. And I was able to clean up the audio a bit. It's still not absolutely amazing. But uh, if you are one of our Patreon co-executive producers. Oh, oh it's amazing. Oh, it'll still Just be amazing. The content, Amazingly something. Let's put it that the way. The content is amazing. Uh, the audio quality, not what we hope for nowadays. But uh, but we learned. We learned. And uh, and we're all fine here now. Thank you. Um, I did notice that, and I, I commented on this the other day when I did start listening back to it, it was the very first time, from the very first episode, we started in on the Dennis is an old man jokes right away. Well, I mean, you know. Jeff was, because Dennis, Dennis reacted. He plays to, that up pretty good. Oh, he does. He does. Dennis reacted to somebody saying that they saw this when they were a kid. And he's like, oh, I think I saw this when I was in the theater and I was in college. And it, so he kind of starts that. And Jeff makes a comment, just a little side comment. He's like, Dennis, don't worry. We'll get you back to the home real soon there, buddy. Ah, <laughs> uh, It's funny because it's true. It's funny because it's true. Um, so February, the rest of February, we've got Jennifer eight. That is our last episode coming up for this month. And then March, we've got the movie far and away, um, with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. And then episode 400 redoing the first gremlins, ghostbusters, nightmare on Elm street. Then for the rest of March, we've got the last of the Mohicans. We've got the scent of a woman. We've got the bodyguard and we've got death trap from 1982 is our Patreon exclusive episode. Then when you get to April, we've got Patriot Games, Under Siege, A Few Good Men, Universal Soldier, and our Patreon for that month is High Noon, which came out in 1952. So we're hitting the, what would that be, 70th anniversary for that one? Many. I was I was under the impression there would be no Many, math. That there would be no math in the podcast. Um, so we have got a lot of good stuff coming up, and if you want to be a part of that, head over to 30podcast.com, listen to our current episodes or head on over to Patreon, join us there as a co-executive producer so you can get that bonus content as well. Thank you, as always, to all of our Patreon supporters. Um, thank you, as always, to all of our other listeners and those that follow us on Twitter and interact with us there. Um, thank you to the other guys who couldn't be here tonight. We miss you, and uh, we're looking forward to having you back here. But thank you, in particular, Bo, for being here with me and, and holding down the fort and... Uh, and, Thank uh, you, John, for all you do, editing and putting it together and reminding us to, you know, watch movies and all of that. We were, we were kind of a, you, it would we were kind fall of a two apart man, for sure. We are kind of a two-man choir tonight. <laughs> and that's frightening for all. It's, you know, it's... Do, Ray, Ray Egon. Egon. There we go. <laughs> nope, <sighs> we don't think alike at all, kids. No, I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's I'm do it. excited to be a part of it. All right. Everyone, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. And we will see you back here next time for Jennifer 8. I don't know what she ate, but I hope it was good. That's, I don't know. That's a different movie. We're going to talk, I think we're going to talk food next time, maybe. Maybe. I'll make that joke again. Just watch me. (laughs) Been queuing that up all week, haven't you?